It's June the 4th and we're reading through the Bible. We're in 2 Chronicles chapters 13 through 16. We're reading about Abijah in these chapters, initially at least, who defends Judah. Remember the southern kingdom here that he's in charge of against the leader of the northern kingdom that is recently split, and that's Jeroboam, and we see God defending the southern kingdom. We then see three chapters of information about Asa. Asa is such an important king in Israel, the uh, second king of the divided kingdom in the south, and he is showing his uh, commitment and loyalty to God. His um, victories here are described against Ethiopia in chapter 14. Uh, great statement by the prophet in chapter 15 that very simply states the formula for Asa's success, which is, hey, you know, the Lord is with you when you're with him. Reminds me of the New Testament passage that says, uh, draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. That's the principle here. Hey, as long as you stay faithful to God, God is going to strongly support you. Well, that leads us to probably one of the most famous passages in 2 Chronicles, and that's in chapter 16, where we see him build an alliance, not trusting the Lord against uh, the enemy that he's up against in his northern border. He's trying to end around the things that he should be uh, faithful to do in terms of a covenant that he had made. And in breaking that, he shows his lack of trust in God. And he is told by the seer, by the prophet, that uh, God is looking to strongly support someone whose heart is fully his, fully God's. And of course, he wasn't doing that in that situation. And then we see him fail in trusting God in his illness. He had a disease in his feet and he did not seek the Lord. You might remember I preached on this not long back uh, about the importance of trusting God with our circumstances, with whatever it might be, uh, pressing us to uh, step away from loyalty and trust in God. And uh, certainly when we have trials in our health, that's always a struggle to keep our trust where it belongs. And Asa, unfortunately, doesn't end well here in this passage, though he had had a really good reign in many ways in chapters 14 and 15. Uh, our New Testament reading is in John 14, critical passage of scripture in the upper room discourse of Christ as he talks initially about the fact that he has promised to come again. He's going to go prepare a place for us. And if he goes and prepares that place, the Bible says he's going to come again. The place that he's preparing is a, a place to be in relationship with God, our creator. And he's going to come back and receive us unto himself that where he is, this place where he has opportunities for us to be in right relationship with the Father, he's going to make sure that we're there with him where he is. And uh, he goes on to say in this very famous passage, he's the way, the truth, the life. And regarding that way, there is no other way. Uh, he says, no one's going to come to the Father except uh, through him. He talks about the importance of the Spirit in our life, that He is not going to leave us as orphans. The Spirit of God is going to be uh, the resident power within the church in every individual, every regenerate individual uh, from this particular time, the beginning of the church uh, in Acts chapter 2 specifically, all the way through the return of Christ, which He says He will do there in John 14. Our community imperative for the day is found in 1 Thessalonians, we're now to chapter 3, 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, and I just derived this community imperative from the way that Paul treated the Thessalonians in giving them the kinds of heads up that they needed to do the Christian life the way it should be done, and that is without being disillusioned. So let me read it for you, verses 3 and 4 actually. 1 Thessalonians 3, 3 says, that no one should be moved by these afflictions, the things that they're experiencing. For he says, for you yourselves know that we are destined for this. 
Verse 4, For when we were with you, we kept telling you beforehand that we were to suffer affliction just as it has come to pass. He says, just as you know, I told you, I warned you, I prepared you for this. So, I put it this way, our community imperative is to prepare each other for tough times. Tough times in the Christian life, to know that we are not exempt, that God is not going to exempt us from trials and difficulties. As a matter of fact, we are destined for them through many tribulations. Paul had warned the early church we must enter the kingdom of God. How are you going to do that? Well, first of all, don't paint an unrealistic picture of Christianity. A lot of people when asked to give their testimonies or to talk about Christianity, we want to keep it in such a positive light that we really paint an unrealistic picture of what it is to be a Christian. Uh, we're not left as orphans. I understand that from John 14, but we have a uh, relationship where we see through a glass dimly. And even Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 1 could uh, despair even of life itself. There's difficulties in the Christian life. And so we need to not paint an unrealistic expectation. We need to also, as Luke 14 says, uh, ask people to count the cost. New Christians ought to really understand what they're getting into. To follow Christ is to follow someone in our society and the truth of that someone who is often maligned and strongly opposed. And there's going to be attacks upon our beliefs and upon us as people. So we need to not paint an unrealistic picture. We need to help people to count the cost. And then I would say preparing people uh, for the afflictions they're going to face, uh, for the tough times they're going to encounter, is for you to be committed just to walking through all of that with them. Don't abandon your brothers and sisters in Christ when they're going through hard times. Be sure you're there for them. Be sure you're going to bear one another's burdens and that you see yourself as part of the team that's going to get people through the challenges of the Christian life. Uh, we're going to be back tomorrow, Lord willing. We're going to keep reading through the Bible, and I hope today you enjoy and gather much from your reading in Second Chronicles and John chapter 14.